Welcome into the PHNX Cardinal podcast presented by the DraftKings Sportsbook app, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Don't forget to hit that like button, subscribe wherever you get your podcasts, leave us a five-star review. I'm Johnny Venerable. Join on site day two of this Reese's Senior Bowl, the GM Saul Bookman, under some bleachers because I believe it is still raining there. How are you, How are you, my friend? How are you staying warm today? It's a little wet. It's a little wet out here. It's uh, It's been raining all day. Uh, for whatever reason, they have not decided to uh, go indoors. They have an mm. indoor facility just outside, but they said, you know what? It, it seems it seems like it's a little sprinkle, and I guess for the south, this is a sprinkle. I don't, I don't fucking know. But uh, we yeah, we're all wet. It's it's a little miserable, but uh, we got through it today, and we we got a lot of good stuff. We don't mess with that rain here in the desert, so you're getting your fix in now before you fly home. But you know, it's it's coincidental because we're looking at. Big uglies up front, offensive and defensive line. And this is really where those gentlemen shine is when the weather is mucked up. And personally, so when we talked about, you know, highlighting these players today, I think the consensus amongst Cardinal fans is like, yes, we need these individual players on both lines of scrimmage. And so I'm excited to talk about it because I also feel like the talent at the senior bowl on both sides of the ball, specifically on the offensive line, let's start there, is so robust that we could see multiple first-round picks come from this group. So who stood out to you on the offensive line to begin today? Yeah, on the offensive line, uh, obviously yesterday we talked a little bit about Trevor Penning. Uh, again, today, another outstanding day all over the field. Uh, we showed you some highlights yesterday. You can go back and check out our, our, uh, our previous show and also on our Twitter. Um, very solid. Also, Schaefer uh, from, from Georgia, he had – he just seems like he's a little bit of not a tweener, I would say, but yeah. he's not as big as the offensive lineman. But at the guard position, he's very mobile. And when you're talking about pulling uh, guards, he is probably at the top uh, of the guard class here today. Um, he he had a really solid day overall. Um, and it was just – and nobody really stood out overall in terms of production. They, they were kind of limited today in terms of what they were doing on the field. Um, and, uh, you know, our guy, uh, Shane Diefenbach, he's actually the one that, that focused more on the offensive line today. I took the defensive side, uh, which I was far more passionate about than the offensive line because there are some hog mollies up front that just love to get after it. And uh, so it was, it was pretty, pretty cool. Well, you mentioned Schaefer, University of Georgia. I think, you know, you talk about an SEC All-American standout player, national championship winner, guy who competed at the highest level I, you know i look at those kind of players and i'm like those are plug and play guys even at the next level especially for a team like arizona we talk about the guard play this past year really wasn't wasn't good enough for the cardinals it got exposed in the latter half of the season it got exposed of course against Aaron donald in that monday night football wild card loss i would say you know justin Pugh right now is under contract we'll see if they opt to keep him another year Max Garcia, who, who probably is better served as your sixth offensive lineman, was your default starter on the right side. At minimum, so I think they have to look for an upgrade at right guard next to Rodney Hudson, next to Kelvin Beecham. Are there any other players that, that you like from an offensive line standpoint that you thought maybe could be ready to make that jump? Because the Cardinals are going to use their picks, hopefully on players that are going to compete for starting jobs next year. Yeah, you know, honestly, from from my perspective, 
the defensive line, and, and maybe this is just one of those things where in the preseason the defense is always ahead of the offense type of deal or whatever. Yeah. Um, from the from that perspective, every single matchup I've seen today, it was noticeably clear that the defensive line was was far better than the offensive linemen um, on both sides, uh, whether it be the national team or the American team. So I wouldn't say that there was a, a true standout. I will say this: we got an opportunity to see. Um, a guy that we're going to talk about in Haskell Garrett later on. Um, he actually matched up against Trevor Penning today. Um, yeah. in a kind of a juicy battle. Uh, he got, he got, he, he got a little, a little abused from time to time, but Uh-oh. he also showed an edge and kind of uh, he kind of rebounds. So Trevor Penning held his own again, Northern Iowa in the house. We talked about him yesterday at length. Um, he's probably my favorite uh, offensive lineman from that's my biggest takeaway from this so far. I, I feel like he's really, crept up those draft boards, had a solid grade according to Pro Football Focus. Um, I Again, I'm going to reiterate the point that these are these are seniors, a lot of them, fifth, six-year seniors. <laughs> yeah. And uh, and they're getting that extra, you know, the COVID year, if you will. And uh, they're trying to make the most of it. So I, I, w- I think that the, the cream of the crop in terms of the draft class is probably going to be at your junior, uh, junior level, the guys that have declared early. But yeah. there are a few diamonds in the rough out here that you could definitely take advantage of, and Trevor Penning being one of them. Yeah, Penning's been somebody who's been making noise all week on social media, I think solidifying himself as a solid first-round pick. Kennard, University of Kentucky, SEC standout, I think is another player that could sneak in there, can play tackle or yeah. guard. You mentioned the, the so, two Georgia players. So Go ahead. Kennard is actually I, – I, I do need to step back. Kennard – Man, that guy's so effing good. Uh, you yeah. know, last year at Kentucky, he was the uh, he had ninety or I think it was like a hundred or two hundred ninety five snaps without giving a single snack or a quarterback pressure. That's mm-hmm. incredible, and he's one of the only SEC players to grade out both above an uh, above an eighty on both offensive uh, and sort of pass blocking, pass protection, and obviously the running game. Uh, just an amazing athlete at the tackle position. Uh, he he definitely has been lining up on the right side. He's a he's a right tackle. Um, yeah. So you know, for for Kyler to have somebody like that in the fold, if the the Cardinals were fortunate enough to get him, now he's at the top of the class in terms of the yeah. uh, uh, in terms of the tackles. Um, but man, they'd be very very lucky to get Kennard for sure. Jalen Blair in the chat. Zion Johnson has looked good on videos I've seen put out, as have I, uh, out of Boston College. And, of course, the Cardinals don't stray away from East Coast prospects. Andy Isabella went to UMass. Zach Allen, of course. I'm not sure if Zach wins at the Senior Bowl, but he came out of Boston College, was a third-round pick of the Cardinals. I think that the general consensus is, outside of somebody like Penny, most of these guys you're going to be looking at between second round and and beyond. Developmental guys like Josh Jones, once upon a time with the Cardinals, a couple of years ago, the defensive line. I think Kennard will bit... be a first. I think Kennard will you be think a first so? round pick as well. Yeah, okay. I think Kennard will be a first round pick. He's the second overrated uh, uh, guard rated by at least Pro Football Focus, and you can take Pro Football Focus for whatever um, yeah. you you want. But they they definitely they've been pretty on track with in terms of their grading, and they they're a legit source for information for sure. So Kennard, I definitely if he doesn't go first round, he's definitely going second. Yeah, and there's always a, a rush on tackles and guards, especially in the late teens to 20s outside of the like the top-tier guys, the guys that are top 10s, the Panay Sewells of the world. So I, I, I'm, I'm with you. I think that you know upwards of maybe four to six guys that can go from, let's say, pick 20 to pick 80 right now that could be on display at the Senior Bowl. 
We'll get to the defensive side in in a second, but the moment is here. We've all been waiting for it since September. In honor of the big game, the DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of Super Bowl 56, has given new customers 56 to 1 odds on either team. Bet just $5, get 280 in free bets if your team wins. Not a new customer. You can experience Super Bowl 56 with same-game parlays. Combine multiple bets from the same game for a bigger payout. The more legs you add, the more money you can win. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. Best of all, you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. 21 or over, Arizona-only gambling problem. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEPS. New customers only. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for more details. All right, so Super Bowl's coming I do, up. I do want to say, I do also want to say one thing. Yeah. Johnny, there's nobody, and I mean nobody else, from the state of Arizona that is out here covering any of this stuff. Yes. Just so we know. That's correct. Like, we're the, on ones, the only outlet out here. Yeah. yeah. It's amazing. This is Senior Bowl coverage, wire to wire, for the Arizona Cardinals team as a whole. Not the team side, but this is the this is specific to the Cardinals. What we believe, what we're assessing, their needs. So yeah, that's a, that's a great point. And so we're, I mean, the same thing can be said later in the month, early March for the NFL Combine and free agency. You can yep. expect this kind of consistent coverage as it relates to the Arizona Cardinals and their needs. Not that we're not looking and appreciating other prospects, but I mean, goodness, you watch the Cardinals how they finish the season. They need offensive line help. They need defensive line help transitioning to that side of the ball. In my opinion, Saul, even with J.J. Watt, it was the weakest position unit on the team. Yeah. And I think, you know, with all due respect to Watt and Zach Allen, they need an infusion of nastiness and talent. Who fits that build in Mobile for you? So there's a couple of guys that have got me pretty excited out here. And some of them not even, uh, not even graded very high. You know, you have, um, you know, we'll get to my favorite here in a second, but let's go ahead okay. and start off. With uh, let me see, uh, Devontae Wyatt from Alabama. Uh, yeah. I'm sorry, Devontae Wyatt from Georgia. Devontae Wyatt, he was solid. Now we're showing uh, highlights of uh, Neil Farrell. I'm sorry, this is Neil Farrell. He was my favorite guy of the day. We'll go ahead and show these highlights. Let's go ahead and get out of the way. Go ahead, Leah, yeah. run that. Let's clip. get those. Let's, let's get run those the LSU highlights. Guy again. Let's go. Let's get Neil Farrell in the in the mix. Uh, okay, this is Neil Farrell. Was is rated as the 38th overall prospect at the defensive line in the upcoming draft. He yeah. is shooting up. He is shooting yeah. up. Now, will the Cardinals be able to get him in the first or second round? Yeah, absolutely. I, I, I have no doubt about that, especially where he was graded. I'm telling you this as a third, fourth, maybe fifth-round prospect, I love this guy. He has yeah. been, he's by far been the most physical guy out here. He, every single time that he has a matchup on the defensive line or on the, against the offensive line, he has destroyed them. Um, mm-hmm. the, some of the knock on him was that he wasn't able to come through in terms of tackling. Um, and, you know, so we'll wait till Saturday to see how he does in the actual senior bowl where tackling is obviously uh, going to be an impact, but he, th- that was kind of the knock on him. And for his measurables, he was kind of knocked for having a, a bit of a, some short arms, but yeah, l- let me tell you what, in, in, in a single gap kind of system is kind of what mm-hmm. everybody's kind of pigeonholing him in. If you tell him to go into one gap, and destroy it. He's going and to win. absolutely destroy it. He's hey, going to win. Geno Atkins has small the, arms too. Yeah, exactly. And you know, and I think in in the Cardinal system this year, they just needed somebody to just blow shit up sometimes. And and it and it just yeah. didn't happen. Yeah. You know, what I mean, force them to one side or another. Make the quarterback get out of the pocket, come to the left, come to the right, and force them into the guys like JJ Watt 
or Chandler Jones on the outside. And I think in that regard, um, he would be perfect for this system. Uh, and then, you know, we move on to the other guy, uh, Fedarian. I'm going to say this the right way. Fedarian Mathis. Okay. Fedarian yeah. Mathis. Uh, also another stud. Uh, he's very highly rated as well. Um, when you're, when you're looking at him from Alabama, uh, he's, he's one of the guys uh, that came into this draft and Leo, you can go ahead and roll the clip. Um, you know, Fedarian Mathis uh, coming from George or sorry, Alabama, he was graded above an 80 uh, in both p- passing and rush defense. Uh, he was, he's got a nice grade. Uh, he got, he, he was a little easy to be blocked today. And I don't mm-hmm. know if, you know, and, and yesterday as well, when I was watching, I don't know if that's something, you know, it's just like, Hey, we're just going through the motions. We're going through practice, right. whatever. You're trying to put good stuff on tape for these, pro- these scouts, obviously, but he was, he's an Alabama prospect. So let's mm-hmm. be real. Like he's right. played in bigger games, had bigger moments. There's plenty of tape on him. Um, I'm kind of anxious to see what he does on Saturday as opposed to what he's been going uh, and doing today. But when, when it got into the actual scrimmaging, he was pretty solid. He was pretty yeah. solid. Um, didn't have those knocks. So um, be interested to see how, how he fares in this draft. The, the Cardinals have been jonesing for a top 40 defensive tackle from the SEC for some time. Kime was infatuated. Mm-hmm. Once upon a time for Quentin Williams, even in the year that they took Kyler Murray, I, I, I they could have taken Quentin Williams over Nick Bosa. He was that infatuated. He wanted Derrick Brown uh, at pick eight. Derrick Brown went to Carolina. Derrick Brown of Auburn fame. And then the Cardinals took Isaiah Simmons at, at pick eight subsequently. So I think this is the year, with all due respect to the two fourth rounders they took two years ago with Lecky Foto, Rashad Lawrence, respectively, I think – it is almost a foregone conclusion, to, depending on the talent saw that's available for them, they will use a top three pick, first, second, or third round, on an impact-disrupting defensive tackle, to your point. Somebody who can penetrate at the at the point of attack. Only really J.J. Watts and a couple flashes from Zach Allen, but that was about it, could get upfield and and put interior pressure, which is so – I mean, you. I, I keep going back to the well with Aaron Donald. That is why they are so effective, that being the Rams, because, you know, Kyler Murray can evade edge pressure, right? DJ Humphreys and Kelvin Beecham, a lot of their flaws are hit by by Murray's mobility. What can't be hit is when Kyler Murray, all of 5'9 and a half, 5'10, is being swarmed by a defensive tackle that's twice his size. The Cardinals need to emulate that. They need their next Calais Campbell, Darnell Dockett. And I think this is a great class to find some complimentary value in some of the players you just mentioned. This is one of the deepest drafts in terms of uh, defensive line that we've seen in quite a time. Uh, right. 6'4", 312 pounds for Federian Mathis. Uh, he was fantastic. Uh, it, it, one of the things about Federian Mathis as well is that um, he doesn't look he doesn't look like he's a, he's a big guy. So yeah. the 6'4", 312 will kind of fool you a little bit. Because yeah. when you watch him on tape, you're like, wow, he kind of looks a little leaned out for, for 6'4", 312 compared right. to somebody like we just talked about in Neil Farrell, who's um, he's, he, he's got some junk in the trunk, if you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. You know, he's got the, some big thighs. He's, he's a solid dude from the waist down. Like, he's just a thick dude, right? So um, I think he kind of gives you a little bit, bit of a, a smaller Calais Campbell vibe, if yeah. you will, when it comes to, um, to, to Mathis. So um, Haskell Garrett, another one. Uh, where uh, the measurables might 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 uh, fool you, but man, probably the quickest guy in the draft when it comes yeah. to the defensive line, just yeah. solid. Here's he here he is getting double teamed, and he's just he's done with it. 
right? Yeah. He was dominating the offensive line today. They could not guard him. Anytime they tried to pull a guard, it was yeah. a mismatch. He got in there too quickly. He blew it up. He was fantastic against the run. Um, they had to double team him in practice. Yeah. <laughs> We're talking about the senior bowl. They had to double team him in practice on several occasions. Uh, I mean, I, I really like I like me some uh, some Haskell Garrett for sure. Two things stand out to what you're saying that I that I love what I'm hearing. I I am much more prone to a defensive tackle who's lacking size, who has that explosiveness. I've seen too many big guys, especially for this organization, frankly, that you know look like Tarzan, play like Jane. They're huge, but they can't get upfield. Yeah. They can't move yep. right, especially in today's NFL when there are holding calls left and right called in the offensive line. I want guys who are explosive at the point of attack. So that's number one. Number two, all of these programs you're naming. LSU, Ohio State, Alabama, the Arizona Cardinals have not gone to those dominant program wells enough, in my opinion. They took, they kind of bucked their trend and they took, you know, uh, Isaiah Simmons, who, who of course, uh, Clemson fame when Clemson was in their heyday. But outside of that, it's, you know, Xavier Collins went to Tulsa and Hassan Reddick went to Temple. And you've got these players that, you know, Josh Rosen, once, once upon a time, UCLA, give me blue blood final four teams and the best players off those teams, that's when we talk about the bust value and the fact that the rate is not as high. Are they going to be Hall of Famers? We don't know. But I feel like the ceiling for so many of these guys that you're naming are like, can we just get guys who are going to be good starters that are going to parlay that into yeah. second contracts? That's that's the bar right now for Steve Kime because his draft status has been you know so subpar. Get me guys to that second contract, and I think – the best way to do that, the teams that do that the best, is they they stick with these programs that Nick Saban churns them out, right? They're not always going to be all pros, but, man, they are ready to contribute, and goodness, the Cardinals need contributors sure. right away. Absolutely, absolutely. The final guy we'll talk about today is uh, Devontae Wyatt. Uh, if you know anything about Devontae Wyatt at Georgia, um, last year he graded out at a 72. He was kind of below average, especially for yeah. Georgia standards who – you know, obviously they're a powerhouse in the SEC, national champions. He shot up to an 89, according to Pro Football Focus, this season. Had a phenomenal yeah. year. That extra year, he's a fifth-year senior. That extra year definitely helped him out. Today, watching him, he's a tweener. He is definitely a tweener. Six, yeah. six, three. I think I, I want to say he's like something like 200 and uh, 200 and like 80 pounds. He's a very small guy, um, but but quick, agile, able to really get through gaps. Um, he's, he's, he's been okay. He hasn't been too bad. Again, I'm, I, for the Arizona Cardinals specifically, I'm not really looking at these guys in terms of what they did in college. I'm trying to think yeah. of how are they going to perform with for the Jack. Cardinals? How do they fit into their scheme? So that's why I would, I would wager to, for, uh, towards like a Haskell Garrett or yeah. even, um, you know, if you can get him in the fifth round, uh, my guy, Neil, uh, I'm sorry. I always forget his name. I always want to say Farrell. It's not Farrell. No. I'm sorry. It is Farrell. It's not Fleming. It's not Fleming. So yes. come on, get your head you out. You got a lot of names to remember, Neil Farrell. Man. Dude, I'll tell you what, there's a million names all over the place. <laughs> uh, again, I, my favorite guy of the day was Neil Farrell by far. Yeah. He was my favorite guy yesterday. My favorite guy today. Just, he's just got that nastiness. Like there's nobody on this fucking Which field need. that can block me. And they yeah. need that. They need some guys with they some attitude. Like I, I will tell I'll also tell you this. Uh, the, they separated these two squads, and you can kind of hear it behind me a little bit, uh, the national versus the American team. And yeah. um, I don't know why they did it. They separated it. 
but this American squad, the second group that that goes in the day, they got some. They got a lot of dudes out there with a lot of chippiness, and they've been barking at each other. They've been hyped. Uh, I don't know if it's the Man Campbell effect, but oh, that's, yeah, uh, that's he's the on Detroit display, Lions staff it? is the one. Yeah, he's the he's the one coaching these guys up. So uh, it's pretty fascinating to watch. NFL AZ Cardinals asks, what are your thoughts on right tackle Daniel uh, Falele, uh 6'8", Falele. almost 400 pounds. Falele, of course, yeah. uh, standout tackle from Minnesota. Do you, do you see that as a fitzall? Yeah, I do see that as a fit. And actually, Shane Diefenbach loves, loves Falele. He's been yeah. all over him. He's actually going to have a breakdown on him later on today uh, nice. when we kind of do our day two recap. He'll talk about Falele. He loves Falele. Uh, Falele's got also – uh, he doesn't put up with a lot of BS either. He's been pretty yeah. physical as well. Um, nice. He's a big dude. The biggest dude out here by far. Think, yeah, uh, easily. Sure. Six, yeah, eight. So. I mean, goodness. You're going to be standing out in, I mean, this, in most any crowds. And and he wears like armor everywhere on his body. I don't I don't get it. But, you know, that's just one of those dudes that, that likes to wear the, the elbow, the elbow braces and the, the pads. And all. Yeah. Okay, cool, man. I could definitely not not pull that off. I'd look like a little McNugget. Um well, you can't have enough quality offensive linemen. I can tell you definitively, you can't have enough PHNX gear as well. Saul, so is there anybody rocking PHNX gear, asking about it at Mobile? I'm sure you are. Is Shane or is Shane trying to just kind of blend in with the crowd? I can't trust that guy. <laughs> Everybody's wearing jackets today, Johnny. Because okay, it's gotcha. rainy, it's wet, it's cold. Uh, more specifically, we haven't gotten our PHNX hoodies yet. So oh, okay. uh, we're trying to get those in, in the house. Uh, my hair is wet. I wish I had a PHNX hat. We don't have that yet. Yeah. It is all coming, folks. It <laughs> is all coming. So as soon as we get that yeah. stuff, you'll be able to, to get your hands on it just like us. So, um, But, you know, we, we always rep the PHNX gear. It's fantastic. I, you, you saw me wearing it yesterday. Uh, it's just it's nice. It's comfortable. It's soft. It's, it's not yeah. one of those cheap, thick cotton shirts that you usually get for free giveaways. Like this stuff is high quality gear um, like, like Johnny's wearing for sure. Yep, head over to phnxlocker.com today. Pick up any sticker pack for 5 bucks. Grab a T-shirt, $29.99, or you could just become a member. Go phnx.com, get a free shirt when you sign up. Again, phnxlocker.com to pick up any and all Arizona Cardinal-related PHNX gear uh, or any team that we cover that you'd like. Go, go browse. Do yourself a favor. Once we're done, go browse phnxlocker.com. Dot com. And this is also a quick reminder that children five and older are eligible for the COVID-19 vaccine. The vaccine is the best tool we have to reduce the chances of getting sick with COVID-19. The COVID-19 vaccine can reduce the risk of being hospitalized or dying from the disease. It's safe, free, and highly effective. COVID-19 vaccines are available right now throughout Arizona. Visit az.gov slash find vaccine for a location near you okay Saul. So, so i pose quickly before i let you go because i know you're wet probably uncomfortable sure, sure, sure. No, you're good, you're good. I, I, I posed a question on twitter today that kind of riled up the fan base a little bit i said you get to pick mm-hmm. one move that you would make personnel coaching whatever that would elevate the cardinals over the rams who of course are in the super bowl a week from sunday so i'm going to pose that question to you if there's one move that can be made this offseason I'm not going to get greedy. What move would you make to get the Cardinals over the hump? Well, I thought they had made that move by getting Rodney Hudson in, in the fold last year at, yeah. you know, at, at center. Um, I still feel, I still love that move. I still think mm-hmm. Rodney Hudson probably, if, if, if it didn't show you that he was one of the most valuable players 
um, on the team this year, then I don't know what other offensive lineman you want to try and prove that to you because when he was in there, it made a big difference. Um, so I will go on the defensive line. Uh, if there was one move I, I could make, it would be to get a high-level defensive lineman. Yeah. Um, there's some great prospects in this draft, but you're in, the, you're in this window right now, especially yeah. next year, where Kyler is not un- – he's still under his rookie deal. Mm-hmm. And if you don't take advantage of that lack of salary, you're screwed after that because yeah. Kyler's going to want big money, whether you think he deserves it or not. You need to shore up the defensive line. And for God's sake, now you're, gonna, you're probably going to lose Chandler Jones. So let me rephrase. Let me, let me take that all back. You need, a, you need an edge rusher. An edge rusher that, I can, then, that can actually get you more than a couple sacks, especially five in game one. I'll say that. Yeah, you're right on par with what I was thinking. Um, I think they need to make a big-time trade for a front seven player. I'll give you a name, uh, again, that I brought up earlier in the show. I think Quinn Williams could potentially be had. He is on, again, it's going to be on his fourth year of his contract, was drafted alongside Kyler Murray. It didn't look like with Quinnen, who is still, by the way, only 24 years old and played well, is a perfect fit for Robert Sala. And I know that there was supposedly talk like two years ago that they could move him. I think if you could get Quinnen Williams and maybe even having to trade away your first round pick, somebody who can get that interior pressure, can ha- has a plus grade as a pass rusher, who's just still a baby. I mean, he's 24 years old. He's going to have hopefully six, seven more peak years left in the NFL. That's the kind of adjacent move I would make because, again, I, I, I love the pass rusher idea. I just don't know, you know who is available. I think most teams, you know, Chandler Jones right now is on the pro PFF top 50. He's like fourth overall. And it's like, did you guys watch him play a lot this year? So there are flaws, in, and we'll get to free agency in March. There are flaws with all of these players. You know, you can't just roll into the season with Marcus Golden. But, I, man, I'm just so tired of the Cardinals getting pushed around up front on the defensive yeah. line. And I, who knows? Maybe if you lose Chandler Jones, but maybe you could kick Watt outside for one year, bring in a defensive tackle, benefit from that. Because when Chandler was out, they went to Cleveland and kicked Cleveland's ass, and, and they looked really good yeah. in the process, and that was with number 99. So uh, I'm glad I'm glad we're on the same page. Jalen in the chat says yep. he'll trade for Chris Jones. I mean, that – I don't think that's possible because he just signed a big extension, but that's the kind of move we're we're kind of discussing. For sure. For sure. You know, one of the things that, you know, it's tough when you watch Cliff Kingsbury. Okay. uh, I know Vance Joseph, you know, he likes some dogs on on that side of the ball, but he's not in charge of personnel. Right. Right. He's got to coach the guys that he has. Um, And Cliff Kingsbury, you know, he's got a little bit more say as the head coach, but still at the same time, like there there's, there's, the, the troubling thing is, is I feel like the Cardinals all of a sudden became like this finesse team. They did. Um, you know, when, you, when you're talking about Chandler Jones um, and the lack of J.J. Watt the second part of the season, they, at the beginning of the season with J.J. Watt in the fold, they were, hey, they were aggressive. They looked like they, was, they were going to be that team, that team that pushed you around. Well, then when you saw J.J. Watt leave the lineup, it was like all of a sudden things kind of manifested themselves into more pretty boy football, if you will. Yeah. Um, and I know that's that's something that Cardinal fans don't want to hear. It's something that Cliff Kingsbury doesn't want to hear and Cardinals players don't want to hear. But the fact yeah. of the matter is when you get your ass kicked on Monday Night Football and really dominated twice in a row by your division rival, the Rams, um, and it costs you the season, you have to look at yourself in the mirror and realize like you are just not that team you got to find some dudes that are all about like murdering the other dude across from him. 
Like you yeah. just need to find those guys. Um, and so uh, hopefully the Cardinals will be able to do that in the offseason. It's going to be a huge offseason because, like I said, man, they, they're, they're facing some high-level money marks coming up with Kyler yeah. Murray. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins, obviously, his contract kicks in next year. Um, um, I think 27 mil. Massive, yeah. yeah. Exactly. JJ Watt, so, um, Jordan you know. Phillips, according to Jalen Blair here, Saul, we can't get any pressure uh, without those two. I think Jordan Phillips is probably on borrowed time. I think there's a good chance he gets released here in the coming months. I, my guess is once they have a replacement in-house. Here's a question for you, Saul, though. Any chance Tyron Matthew comes back? He tweeted he was not going back to Kansas City. I think the the, the position and the player would be a perfect fit, that dog mentality, and they need you know some some corner help. My only concern is he hates Steve Kime, so I don't think that that's, that's a marriage that can be remedied. I, I'd be interested in your opinion on that. You know, I, I think with players, you always got to take that with a grain of salt. You know, like he tweeted out, was, was he the one that tweeted up like the snacks and the, or the snakes in the grass and all that yeah. sort of stuff? Yeah, like, oh, yeah. It's like you can be in your fields if you want, but this is a business. Yeah. And sometimes, you know, teams don't value value what you bring to the table in the moment or feel like they want to pay you X amount of dollars because they have other decisions that they got to make. Uh, it's not always fair. It's not always the best thing uh, to do. But it's how, yeah, listen, the Honey Badger was a, a fan favorite. I think mm-hmm. the Cardinals would love to have him back in the fold. I do too. Uh, but, I, but, but I also think that, you know, you, you had, you know, Jalen Thompson had a great season, I thought. Right. And he was, and more than anything, if you're talking about a culture change, right? Tyron Matthew is a playmaker. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and he, he's he's somewhat physical, but he's more of a playmaker and a trash talker. And so that swagger that he brings is something that you want on the team. Jalen Thompson will lay you out mm-hmm. like he will absolutely take your head off and then talk trash to you. Yeah. So I don't I don't know what what's the value there in terms of adding a Matthew. I don't think the, the cost that it would take to get somebody like a honey badger in the fold is really necessarily where you need to go with. Well, and you just mentioned him. Jalen's going to need an extension here soon because they can't afford to let him go. And he hopefully is just entering his prime where it's clear Tyron's on the backside of his career. But I think you you mentioned it just like that that swagger and that trash talk. The Cardinals need that from somewhere. Uh, and and Matthew just kind of embodies that. So they need to find that version in, in on their defensive line and their offensive line. Like, just, it's a line of scrimmage issue. I don't think, but uh, it, you know, I, go ahead. But again, like we, we talked about finesse football, right? In the last two drafts, you drafted Isaiah Simmons, who was like supposed to be this versatile all over the field guy. Um, and, and, J- and Isaiah has a little bit of a nasty streak in him. Yeah. But it's hard to be nasty when you don't really know where you're supposed to fit all the time on the team, yeah. right? Like I do kind of agree, like the Cardinals need to do a better job of honing in on what exactly is Isaiah Simmons. What are you going to mold him into? Because if you don't if if you don't figure it out soon, you're just going to have another football player that's kind of all over the place. Zayvon Collins the same way. He's got mm-hmm. a nasty streak. He but does. You got to be able to tap into that. You got to be able to tap into that, and you can't tap into that if if a player is constantly trying to figure out what he's supposed to be doing out there on the field because things are always changing. It's one thing if you throw out a defense, you're like, okay, blah 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 blah. And and Isaiah Simmons is okay. He's a linebacker and now. They're like, okay, you need to play like a, a hybrid linebacker safety in this this time. And so you, you kind of lose your edge a little bit. Wouldn't it just be nice with the twenty third pick this year? And I'm going to use guard as an example because it's easy. If they took a player, a standout right guard, 
and they said, hey, you're we're just going to plug him at right guard week one and we don't have to worry about him for the next like five to seven years. And you just you don't have to worry about, oh, he's versatile. He can play center, too, or he can kick out to tackle like, nope. There's, there's nothing wrong with finding an all-pro guard and playing him. There, that, that, that's something that I think is greatly undervalued. Same with defensive tackle. Like, we don't need to kick him. They just let him do – highlight their best traits. And I love Vance Joseph, but they're still – they're working through that, man, where they're, they're figuring out whatever he does best. Dreaming is free, Johnny. Dreaming is free. <laughs> you, know what's, you know what else is free? Our shows here on PHNX, PHNX Cardinals. So be sure, <laughs> like, subscribe, leave a five-star review. It helps us out, right? Show some class, subscribe, leave us a review. We love it. Anywhere you get your podcast, we're available. Subscribe to us, PHNX Sports, on YouTube. Become a member at gophnx.com. We'll have live Senior Bowl coverage the rest of the week with my man Saul and Shane Diefenbach. On site. Thank you so much, Saul, for kicking it this afternoon. Oh, of course, man. I, you know, and, and I will say this. Unfortunately, I do believe that they're going to move everything indoors tomorrow, and mm. with that uh, comes a lack of um, access um, that we've we've had these first two days. So uh, we'll do our best to try and get some footage. Uh, if not, uh, we'll 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 kind of give you an update on some of the prospects and, that we saw. We're going to try and focus on the wide receivers. Uh, yeah. Maybe some of the defensive backs um, tomorrow and, and give you the latest on that. Then uh, we'll be headed back to Arizona to get uh, dry and warm because uh, yes. FTP. And if you don't know what FTP means, I can't help you. Do me a favor. Follow us at PHNX underscore Cardinals on Twitter. Tweet at us. Tell us what prospects you'd like to see highlighted. Thank you for Saul Bookman. I'm Johnny Venerable. See you tomorrow.